I am going to pull up these articles. And in the meantime, I am Bones. You probably already gathered. And you are... I'm Tamara. You've been here before. And then this is going to be Hex Files. And we're going to read articles or just stories about weird happenings. It doesn't always have to be cryptids or aliens, but those are encouraged. The unusual. The unusual, the weird, the odd, strange that we're going to investigate. And, um, oh God, look at this mugshot on this website. Oh. Um, so, with that being said, this is our first one. Wink, wink. We did record one of these before. Too drunk. But that'll be a bonus one day. Uh, we're sorry in advance. Is it a bonus, though? Is it a bonus? <laughs> is it a bonus? <laughs> nobody asked for this, and nobody <laughs> wants to hear it. But we're going to bring it. But no, we're going to talk about those same articles with less alcohol in our systems. And I'm filling my gin. And we're going to be drunk for most of these. So get ready for all kinds of in- adventures and guests and... Misgivings. <laughs> misgivings. Regrets. <laughs> um, so just normal Embarrassment and general debauchery. Yes. Just like the normal show. Yeah. Except this will be short. These will be mini. And this will give you something to do while you wait for more. Or you could sign up for Patreon and then have two bonus... Or no, one bonus episode, and then this a week, yeah, in between, and you'll be all set. It's almost an hour. Listen to stuff all the time. Yeah. With that being said, our first article is because we are actually not far from here, is um, from, oh god, couriertribune.com. I don't know where this is from, but this is from January 11th, 2020, so a couple months ago. Barely recent. Uh, The... Title is Swamp Known for Bigfoot Sightings Being Saved by NC Conservationists. Conservationists. God damn it. I said I wouldn't say it. Um, North Carolina. That's what NC stands for. Because some people are from Canada. Oh. And Australia. And Europe. And other places. But we own a quarantine. So nobody's coming into this country. Nobody wants to. Um, Hands off our Bigfoot. Don't touch our Bigfoot. Six feet away. <laughs> Do you have to stay further away from a Bigfoot? I think, because they can cough hard. <laughs> okay. So, a haunting Appalachian mountain swamp, well known to Bigfoot researchers, has been purchased by a land... God damn it. Okay, so the conservancy is how I said it the first time. <laughs> Conservancy. Yeah. I'm going to be an adult Good in job. North Carolina for protection. Foothills... God damn it. <laughs> Conservancy. Oh my God, I did it. Conservancy of North Carolina says it's closed on the, says it closed on the 17 acres in Burke County in December, which is right around the corner here. Yeah, like 30 minutes up the road. Would you almost say that you lived in Burke County? I would never say that I lived in Burke County. Okay. With the help of money from a private donor, because of course. Multiple Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> it's Bigfoot. Yeah, he paid. Multiple Bigfoot sightings have been he reported. Yeah, I mean, what's he been spending it on? Pine cones? Toilet paper? Beef jerky. Beef jerky, you bitch. Um, I, it's, I get it. Can you sponsor us? Bigfoot? Um, no, <laughs> the beef jerky. Oh. Do we want that blood money on our hands? I want that Bigfoot money. <laughs> then give me that Bigfoot money. Multiple Bigfoot sightings have been reported in this area. Uh, however, the Jonas Ridge bog is prized by environmentalists as an increasingly scarce example of a southern Appalachian mountain marsh. Say that fast. I love that title. A mountain marsh. 
I'm just not sure how I've lived here my entire life and never heard of this place. It's not celebrated. It's not taught about. Private donors. I guess. It's probably you like... You don't make that money. Land not fit for development, so nobody wants to talk about it. It's a bog marsh. Right. Why are we not talking about <laughs> it? The soil is nutrient-poor, acidic, and saturated. Like me. In other words, creepy. That's what this says. Just like you. <laughs> Southern Appalachian mountain bogs are rare. The Foothills Conservancy reported in a release, At the highest elevations in Burke County, Jonas Ridge Bog is habitat to a unique species of plants, animals, and insects. Among the species is a beautiful but carnivorous plant, the Mountain Sweet Pitcher, which eats insects, experts say. It's just weird to me that the experts say that it eats plants. Like, you just told us it was carnivorous. People know what pitcher plants are, mostly. But yeah. experts say it eats insects, but we already know it does. I'm no expert, but I'm going to agree. Okay. It's like a Venus flytrap. But gorgeous, sir. Gorgeous, sir? Yes, more gorgeous. And they're filled with water and enzymes. Yes, and insect guts. Yes. <laughs> Uh, among the species is a beautiful but cardinal oh i already said that <laughs> the foothills conservancy intends to give the bog to burke county to protect that's y'all's fault with further <laughs> with future developments limited to an interpretive hiking trail according to release oh my god What's we could hike it an interpretive hiking trail it means what kind of boots are you wearing <laughs> right like you you decide whether you can walk here or not right uh conservancy officials told mcclatchy news they were not aware of folklore connected to the bog area i call bullshit they knew they fucking knew that's why they bought it which borders the pisgah loop scenic highway which is where we went for brown mountain lights i mean it's pisgah national forest it's a huge forest is where we saw the um wise man's overlook and we saw the brown mountain lights go listen to that episode if you haven't already it's a two-parter and we go, and then we tell our experiences, we tell a history. Like, what are you even doing? Like, go listen to it. Uh, however, Burke County has its share of mysteries, including tale oh, called it, including tales of 15th century settlers fearing witches oh, no. and the Brown Mountain Lights. Mm. So when we went, there was all those things. There were. There were witches? In multitude. Right? Okay, the latter is a series of ghost lights that appear sporadically near Brown Mountain, reports romanticashville.com very they did their research they did their research i personally when i did my research for the brown mountain lights did not find romantic asheville but i wish i had they're a new source (laughs) they're a new source i mean if it gets you there what is that word i'm looking for reputable news source reputable we said that on the first one too reputable resputed resputin despondent respiratory 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 conservancy corona virus it's real y'all this shit is real okay too much tiktok okay (laughs) burke county's rugged mountains are also believed by some to be home of the legendary half man half ape known as bigfoot or sasquatch bigfoot 911 i heard his name was larry (laughs) there's more than just larry don't Put him in a box. And his brother, Daryl. Daryl? That sounds like a Sasquatch's name, actually, (laughs) from Burke County. Um, It's like you've been there. mm Mm-hmm. I've passed it. A Marion-based cryptid research, that's Bigfoot 911, 
told McClatchy News that eight Bigfoot sightings have been reported from around the Jonas Ridge area of Burke County in the past five years. So from 2015 until today, there have been eight Bigfoot sightings. Southern Appalachian mountain bogs are a perfect fit for Bigfoot lore because they are often remote and less than thrilling places for people to visit. I mean, I already want to go. Depends on the person, clearly. That bog witch energy. Yes. Um, this is not scripted. It's just reminding me of all the shit we said on the other ones. The Nature Conservancy says that the bogs are one of the North America's rarest and mostest incrediblest habitatists. Esquire. Esquire. Um, that was National <laughs> Enquirer. No, um, it says that the bogs are one of North America's rarest and most credible habitats, which of course they would be. And of course, us as humans have fucked that up. Because yeah, we already drained them, paved them, and developed them. Because we're a fucking virus. You know, I feel like they paved paradise, and they put up a parking lot. Did they charge you two dollars? And a half to see them? Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't it always seem to go? Ugh. That you don't know what you got? You're supposed to help me here. I will not. Okay. That went on too long. Most people, <laughs> back to the article, most people in North Carolina will never see one. Wait, a bog or a Bigfoot? Both. You would have more chance of seeing a Bigfoot than a bog, I think. Although near 5,000 acres of bogs were once found in North Carolina, only about 500 acres remain. The Nature Conservancy reports many bogs have been lost to draining, ditching, and development. That's the end of the article. And that's unfortunate. We fucking predicted that shit. Onward to talking about Sam Squanch, our good friend Heather and longtime listener... And patron, Heather, sent us a couple articles. And this one involves kind of a a Bigfoot, not completely far from here, in the South. Television men and letter writers echo monster story. That's the headline. This is from newspapers.com. It was in a newspaper. So it's television men (sighs) and letter writers, as if those are two professions. I'm a professional televised man. They're not? An anchor man? Okay, what year was this? Okay. So, on to this. Louisiana Momo has added to the traffic at the Bowling Green Airport, and it continues to add to the letters column of the Louisiana Press Journal. The 2,800-foot runway, managed by Mr. and Mrs. Fred Steiff, was used recently, the Press Journal reports, by a Mooney MU-2 turbojet in which CBS News service flew in a crew of five reporters assigned to do a television story on the Louisiana monster of Marzoff Hill. And without cracking a smile, the Press Journal still prints open forum letters from the experts on Momo. That's M-O hyphen M-O. Here are two appearing this week. Mr. John Gillis, news editor, Press Journal, Louisiana, Missouri? Yeah. Dear Mr. Gillis, a complete investigation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let me put my investigating hat on. Because I remember this article being wild as fuck. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Tuck in. Tuck in. It's not as hard as the next one. A complete investigation by the International UFO Bureau, Oklahoma City, into reports of a strange six to seven foot tall hairy biped at Louisiana, Missouri. That's confusing. Resulted in confirming evidence of an unknown form of mominid which is much like the Neanderthal-like man, thought to be extinct since prehistoric times. The description given of Momo corresponds with a being that was shot in Wisconsin. 
in the mid-60s, preserved in ice and studied by leading scientists from Harvard, Dr. Carlton S. Kuhn, Smithsonian Institute, Dr. John R. Napier, and Ivan T. Sanderson, science editor Argosy, in quotation marks, magazine, who concluded the following, The corpse specimen which I have viewed is in an adult human-like male, six feet tall, differing from all types of modern man by six striking characteristics. Five of these characteristics fit the description of Momo. Number one, extreme hairiness in both. Two, shortness of the neck. Three, extremely long arms reaching to the knees. Four, disproportionate hands and feet. Tracks reveals extreme width and are similar. Five, barrel-shaped torso, more rounded than modern man. So he fits five of them, but we don't know what the sixth one is. Hmm. Could be penis size. Or nails. Or teeth. He knew it was a male, so <laughs> what's this Bigfoot packing? Right. Momo must be taken alive, exclamation point. He's the greatest anthropological find in history. The Bureau has received reports from 13 states of the same type of being. The International UFO Bureau is interested in hearing from anyone who believes that he has observed the primitive man-like being. August 14th, 1972. The fucking 70s. Word. Modern history. And this is the second one, I believe. Attention news editor John Gillis. He is busy. He was busy this period. Subject. Investigation. World research report on Momo. Not one, but several Momos are in your area. We will check your area for the next 12 months. We do not think they come from UFOs. They come from the inner earth. Dr. Holloway, well known, was in St. Louis, Missouri a few weeks ago. He agrees with me that they come from caves. Okay. I've never heard of Dr. Holloway. But he's You never well... heard of Doc Holloway? That's Doc Holliday. But he agrees that they come from caves. Like, where else were they, are they coming from? Like the caves with the goblins under our mountains. Wow. Okay. Too much information for the people at one time. Do not panic. They know. They know. If you're listening to this, you already know. The U.S. government, parentheses, or um, brackets. Wait. What am I looking at? What are those called? Those are parentheses. Are they? Yes. Okay. Brackets are square. Yeah. I had it right. Okay, the CIA, the U.S. government, the CIA knows all about these creatures. They should know all about them. They started the whole thing by underground explosions. My God. Development. They came. Wait, old gods? Wait a minute. Wait, old gods what? of Appalachia? Is that you? This? I'd be the witch of the bog. We fucked up. They came out of the ground in groups in California, New Mexico, etc. Some time ago. So you can't even list all the places. It's California, New Mexico, all them other ones. You know, in them places and stuff. And some time ago. Okay, this is the part I remember reading and thinking like, you have to believe this now because it's going to get so detailed. You can't make this up. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do not have blood like humans, period. They have blood like custard white colored, period. That's literally a sentence. They have blood like custard, white colored. I'm hungry. One fellow I know. <laughs> you read that part. Ugh. One fellow I know shot one and a custard came out of his side. Yes. We're not making this up, people. 
Creative School of Dance. For registration, call 581-7423. <laughs> Wednesday and Thursday, Tap Acro Jazz, Ballet and Toe, 306 South Jefferson. But creative is spelled with a K because that's super creative. It is creative. Okay. That was the 70s. That was creative. That's an ad, by the way. Uh, you can sponsor us, Creative School of Dance. So he shot him in the side, though. So here's what. So did he have bad pneumonia? Was it pleural fluid? Was it like an infusion? What was happening? Calm down, Scully. Okay. He, okay, <laughs> this is right after the thing you read. One fellow I know shot and a custard, shot one and a custard came out of his side. Parentheses, he walked away. Yeah, because you got two lungs. You only do, need one. The next paragraph, do not try to kill one. I do not think you could. They could be dangerous. They are more afraid of you than you are of them. Except we're the ones shooting them. So, of course, they're more afraid of us. Yeah. Let this be We're a- terrible. <laughs> Let this be a warning not to shoot them. They are worth over $1 million or more when captured. Ooh. Parentheses more or less. It would cost us 50000 to 75000 to capture one. That is why I told the group to hold off until things cool down. Manpower, cages, gas masks, etc. They have a bad odor. Wait, what? Sorry that's about just, you need just, a gas mask? That's just a shopping list. Yeah. Welcome to my job. Good luck, good luck getting PPE at this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have a bad odor and would have to be sprayed. With what? Febreze. <laughs> Febreze? Yeah. We would have to pay off the owner of the land we find it on. And you know what that means. More money. More money. The only thing Momo did so far is help business. Aw, thanks, Momo. Yours truly, George S. Felher. Okay. P.S. Tell the people it's a bear and they'll believe it. Mic drop. People are stupid. Shit. CIA. I can't believe this motherfucker had this information at a time like this. Somebody shot a Momo. We don't know where. It could have been California, New Mexico, etc. Etc. A custard white blood came out. They have a bad odor. We would have to pay off the owner of the land they found one on. Up to fifty, seventy-five thousand for resources to pay off to keep them quiet. Or we could tell the people it was a bear. They'd I, fucking believe it. It's a bear and we need a Kickstarter. Okay. Kickstarter for Momo. Momo needs blood transfusion. Right? Sounds like he needs IV antibiotics and fluids. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's called Bigfoot chlamydia. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Okay, and to our last article. If you listened to the show, which I hope you have already, and if you haven't, start at episode one. And then go to episode two. And then episode three, this is where we talk about this. The Tennessee Pygmies. So when we were talked about the Moon-Eyed people, me and Cricket talked about... Um, how they're in this area and they went we connected things to hellier we connected things to goblins we were connecting all the dots right yeah you were that strong name yeah yeah pepe sylvia charlie you don't know okay so but we also i found an article from i i didn't find the article i i read somewhere that there was a new york times article about the tennessee pygmies and heather again for the win came up or found the article, actually. Now, <laughs> this article gets a little racist at the end. I'm not going to read that. If your children are listening. If your children are you're listening. You're a bad parent. <laughs> Already. Yeah. 
Um, let me zoom in because this is a very tiny article. Now, this one is harder to read than the Momo. Just going to throw that out there. And this was printed, if you remember the episode, a long time ago. 1876, motherfuckers. By, I can't read, that's typed in old, old English. News had just been invented. The New York Times. Oh, <laughs> I've been saying it's been the New York Times since episode three, and yet I forget. January 24th, 1876. So this is old as fuck. Tennessee Pygmies. <clears throat> Prehistoric America must have been an exceedingly curious and interesting country. Its forests were filled with mastodons, <laughs> megatheriums, megatheriums, yeah. and other large and lively beasts, any one of which thought nothing of scratching himself on the sharp pinnacles of a convenient gothic church, and so toppling it over on its scores of helpless pew holders. This I must be a very common thing. heard about that. I haven't either. Except the last time that we read this article. In the Mississippi Valley. Foggy. We were more drunk. In the Mississippi Valley, the industrious mound builders were constantly throwing up gigantic molehills and planting them with earthen pots and copper hatchets. In the vain ex expectation that the seed thus sown would yield enormous crops of kitchenware and carpenter's tools. So these motherfuckers are planting hatchets and copper pots in hoping that they'll grow more. Doubt. Where First off, where'd you get that copper pot and hatchet? Did you find it growing in the wild? No, you bought that from somebody who made those things. And do you understand agriculture well enough by this point to know that you don't plant objects and grow objects? In Kentucky, the giants, okay, to whom the bones recently discovered in a Kentucky cave are said to have belonged, strode loftily along the turnpikes, kicking the Indians and the mound builders contemptuously out of the way. I don't understand what's happening. I think punctuation cost extra back then. So the mound builders, the giants, are, are like taking over. And kicking them out of the way. Right. So the natives and the mound builders... Are being kicked out of the way because of these goddamn giants. They sound terrible. <laughs> and finally, in Tennessee, a race of pygmies was continually holding political meetings and resolving that mastodons, mound builders, and giants should be promptly abolished. And that this size of the inhabitants of this country should be made and kept commensurate with its commercial necessities. Wow. So people can't be big? Shit can't be big? What? You can't build mounds. You can't be big. Don't be planting no hatchets. Don't, don't you plant those hatchets in the ground. I told you. So how did they know back then that these Tennessee pygmies were holding political meetings? Were there like buttons? Constantly holding political meetings. There were buttons and signs like, please vote for, um, like, the little guy. <laughs> the smallest one. Right. Are you tired of giants in your country? And mastodons. And mastodons. Scratching their bellies on the tops of churches. Gothic churches. Toppling them over. Come to the pygmy party. We have cookies. Because they're elves. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is rather odd that the existence of the Tennessee pygmies of prehistoric America was until recently never suspected. I think so. I think it was odd. 
that nobody suspected they were pygmies in America, prehistoric America. No. Thank fuck that these people found them. The name of the Mastodon has long been familiar to every person who is in the least degree addicted to fossils. Which in 1872, what else are you going to be addicted to? Opium. Opium. Cocaine. Cocaine. Alcohol. Alcohol. I mean, all the drugs were basically legal. Right. But fossils was where it was at. His remains, in the shape of a plaster of Paris skeleton with the artist's name stamped in forehead, are exhibited in every respectable museum and inspire the youth of America with bitter regret that the animal so beautifully adapted for experiments with red pepper lozenges, that says lozenges, has gone where the small boy ceases to trouble and the nomadic circus is at rest. Now, we told you that this was going to be rough. I don't understand a goddamn word of that. Do you? That's poetry. 1872. Where the small boy ceases to trouble and the nomadic circus is at rest. I don't know. That's prolific. It is. The mound builders have been... Wait. Okay. The mound builders have been the subject of scores of learned essays in which their identity with the Aztecs, the Chinese, the Egyptians, the Welsh, and the lost tribes of Israel has been triumphantly triumphantly shown and of the exact height and probable capacity for whiskey of the kentucky giants i think everybody has capacity for whiskey in this article we have had careful and presumably accurate statistics Hmm. i didn't doubt them i started to but now i'm i'm sold but when was math invented i feel like it was after 1872 don't you worry about math The discovery of the pygmies is, however, so very recent that no one has yet framed any theory whatever to account for their origin and to explain their complete extinction. So they found these pygmies and it's so new to them that they don't even have an idea of where they came from. Natural. They don't have an idea of where they went. Okay. But somehow in the middle, they knew they were holding political meetings. Help. I can't. Okay. There's no... I don't even understand how... You're you're supposed to be logical. I am. That's why it hurts. Okay. Me too. When When the Kentucky Giants were discovered, it was natural that the state pride of the people of Tennessee should be somewhat hurt. The Tennesseans, however, did not sit down and content themselves with rivaling the Kentuckians and insinuating doubts as to the alleged character of the gigantic bones. They promptly proceeded to find rival bones of still greater merit, and their industry has been rewarded by their discovery of a graveyard containing the skeletons of 75,000 pygmies. 75,000 pygmies of the average height of 3 feet each. What are the three 8-foot giants of Kentucky in comparison with so great a cloud of pygmies? Okay. What did y'all do to y'all's gene pool? So first off... Tennessee. (laughs) So first off, they're like, oh, y'all found three giants? We found 75,000 pygmies. Go fuck yourself. It's worth one million dollars. One million dollars. You know that a million dollars would be the same amount of bounty that you would have on a Momo? Hmm. Hadn't considered. It's all connected. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If we may judge from the price usually paid by circus managers for living giants and dwarfs, a three-foot dwarf is decidedly decidedly more valuable than an eight-foot giant. And if the same standard governs the price of fossils, 
the 75,000 Tennessee Pygmies are worth fully 25,000 times as much as the three Kentucky Giants. Again, is math a thing at this point? And I love how we're just so quick to slap a price on a human body. These aren't... Perfect. Yeah, by size. Per size. Yeah. And amount. Per pound. Per pound. While the Kentuckians can present their giants to three eminent scientific men and thus obtain three distinct scientific reports... This is rough. Certifying the enormous interest and value of the fossil giants, the Tennesseans can supply every scientific man in this country and in Europe with a fossil dwarf and so secure testimonials without number to the unequaled excellence of Tennessee pygmies. We'll give y'all all all one. (laughs) There's 75,000. Indeed, if the discoverers of the pygmies will only employ some astute piano maker who is an expert in testimonials, To obtain for the fossil dwarfs the recognition of the scientific world, there is not a living scientific person who will not sign a certificate setting forth his admiration for the beauty and durability of the pygmies and his determination to use none but those of the celebrated Tennessee graveyard for the rest of his professional life. So you want to get fucking obsessed once you get yours? I can't. Oh, God. So this is basically (laughs) just... Oh, Kentucky had what? Well, fuck you. We're Tennessee. Here's fucking pygmies. Science. If we say science enough, you'll believe it, right? Yes, scientific men. Now, I need to remind everybody that this is the New York Times. The New York Times. Okay. Everybody has to start somewhere. At what period these pygmies flourished, what they accomplished, and by what means they were induced to retire simultaneously to their graveyard can only be... (laughs) to retire simultaneously to graveyard. <laughs> Are you talking about mass suicide? Huh. Genocide, perhaps? By the giants of Kentucky? I mean, there are only eight of them. And they have three of the bones. Wait, it go. It says simultaneously to the graveyard can only be conjectured. So they're not even, they're only guessing. Huh. I thought this was, they knew. Ugh. They may have been the identical pygmies that, according to Greek legend, waged war with the cranes. If so, the cranes... Niles! (laughs) If so, the cranes must have proved... (laughs) Okay. If so, the cranes must have proved too powerful for them. This is hardly probable. And, of course, we must wait for further discoveries before it will be safe to decide whether the pygmies were contemporary with the giants and whether they preceded the mound builders. They don't even have a goddamn timeline for this. It's pretty simple. We're bringing it home now. The bare fact that they once existed is all that we can now safely affirm of them. But doubtless, by the time that every home in the country ornamented by a fossil pygmy... Okay, so they're selling them? If you put one on your mantle. By the time that every house has one, and every newspaper publishes extracts from the Certificate of Scientific Persons, again, no names, just scientific people, who are overwhelmed with admiration of the vast superiority of the Tennessee to those of all rival communities, we shall be in the possession of information which will enable us to know at least as much of the pygmies as we now know of the Mastodon and the Mound Builders. Basically, this just sounds like Tennessee was trying to, like, one-up Kentucky. And everything, really? And they're and like, give everybody a human fossil? Everybody gets a pygmy. And then, You're gonna fucking love it. It's tremendous. And we'll... It's the tremendous, most tremendous pygmy as you'll ever see. It's Tennessee. 
I don't know what they're doing in Kentucky, but it's just like like a dick measuring contest. It sounds like, except that in this one, it's not the size; it's the quantity. So yeah. you, you okay, Kentucky? We see your three giants, and we raise you seventy five thousand pygmies that all retire to their graveyard at the same time. We cannot confirm or deny the timeline. Also, did they come before or after the Mound Builders and the Mastodons? We don't know. But this is for true, that we would know more about, we would know just as much about the Pygmies come some point as we do about the Mastodons and the Mound Builders. I hate that we sound exactly this stupid now in 200 years as these people sound to us. Right. We, yes. (laughs) Yes. So. What do you think of the Burke County Bigfoots? They're probably there. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's rural. Bog Bigfoots. It's always been rural. 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 And they're unpleasant. People don't like bogs is what it said. So Which we'll, people? I don't know. The people that wrote that article. Which people like bogs? Which people? Which people? Which people like bogs? Yeah. And the which people are witches. Which witches... Which witches like bog, bog, witches like bog. <laughs> so, check. Burke County bog, Bigfoot's probable. We'll have to go look. Oh, um, man. Once you're there, you're going to know. You'll, you'll know. Yeah. You'll see one. <laughs> you'll all see. You'll, you'll see. And then we have uh, Momo, who are quite cave-dwelling big feet. Down in Louisiana. Missouri. Not Louisiana the state, Louisiana, Missouri. But those caves are vast. And they probably Ooh, go limestone. All the all the all the caves under brown I'm assuming. All the caves under Brown Mountain and Kentucky and Hellier. Fucking it's all related, man. It's all connected. It's all connected. Um, Geographically. God, I want to get in those caves. We could end up in Venus. In the Crystal Cave? The crystal cave. And get our own pygmy and our own mummy, mummy alien. Alien. Yeah. Yes. Do you want, would you rather have a mummy alien or a pygmy mummy skeleton? I want the skeleton because I can do it like a marionette and do little shows with it. Yeah, but you can fuck the alien mummy. But I can also not do that. Well, go listen to episode something to hear more about alien fucking. Uh, seven. <laughs> no. Episode seven. For the Brown Mountain Light history and alien fucking. And go listen to episode eight for our experience where we all went to Brown Mountain and talked to these lights. And so also, we can dig up. If you found fairy stones, we can find fucking pygmy skeletons. There's 75,000 of them. Where else did they retire to They're their graves? They're everywhere. <laughs> you can't swing a cat. I still wish we had more information on them. When me and Cricket talked about it, I had no fucking idea that that's what the actual article fucking said. I was like, oh, there's an article out here by the New York the New York Times that they found a mass pygmy grave. Who knew it was going to be that batshit crazy? <laughs> but um, that's all the articles we have this week. If you have any weird fucking happenings or your town has some weird lore, send it to us. We'll peruse it, see if it's as fantastical as these articles, <laughs> and we'll probably read it. So this might be better or worse than the first one. It's better. So until next other week between shows, we'll talk more about articles 